0: definitely the toughest game I've probably played, to be honest. But
1: Any of your teammates or anybody from the organization talk to you about it?
0: Um, I mean, obviously my teammates have my back, right? So,
1: but You're getting pretty emotional here. Where, where are the emotions coming from?
0: I mean, it's just tough, right? Like, you know, I love playing here, so it's just it's tough to hear the fans booing me there.
2: That was an emotional Jordan Cairo after last night's game. He was reacting to the fans booing and their booing was in reaction to Jordan Cairo's terse comments after coach Craig Berube was let go from the team. And to discuss that more is Mike Claiborne joining us on a Friday as he always does, but with the added bonus of being in the flesh in Studio B. How are you doing, Claves? I'm
1: doing extremely well. It's great to see you guys.
2: All right, let's jump right into it because earlier this morning, John Hancock, Michael Kelly, and I talked about Jordan Cairo And especially for Michael Kelly, there was no love lost for him. Uh, he's young, but not that young. He's been in the league for five years. What do you make of it?
1: Well, I'm, I'm kind of in the, in the Kelly camp on this. Um, you know, I know he was emotional. I wish he was that emotional about his own play. I wish he was emotional about the fact that he's partially responsible for a good man losing his job. I wish he was emotional about being more of a leader. They're paying you like one. And, you know, you always want to see the situation where, well, you're making a lot of money, so you should be better. Yeah, that that comes with it. But you just mentioned he's been in the league five years, okay? So this is not new as far as experience in the league. Now, this is the first or the second coach he's been part of, remember – He was was coached by Mike Yo, who was replaced by Craig Berube. So now he's on his third coach. But this time, because of the impact he has on this team, and let's face it, everybody knew that he and Berube weren't on the best of turns, but Craig Berube's job was to coach him no matter what. Um, But he he didn't step up. So he owns a lot of this. And so if I don't extend a Kleenex to him because of his emotions from last night— it's solely because maybe his emotions were directed in the wrong in the in the wrong place.
2: Yeah. I, I will say this about the emotions too, because it does always I mean, it hits me when you're seeing a player tear up like that. My initial thought is he's young and I think, well, wait a minute, he's twenty five. He's been in the league for five years. He should have a bit more emotional fortitude in that moment. And the thing is, he didn't cry. Or tear up out of remorse exactly. because of this this because of what he said about Craig Berube. He teared up thinking about the fans booing, booing. him. He never really felt particularly remorseful exactly. for what he said about Coach Craig Baruby.
1: And, and you know, to take it one step further, maybe if he was emotional about the fact it's dawned on him that how had I been a better player, we wouldn't be talking about Craig Berube mm-hmm. being fired. This was more about the fact that his feelings were hurt because the fans booed him. And you know what? He's in very rare company. Um, I was talking to someone this morning about, I remember when Barry Gibbs was the captain of the Blues and they booed him. Hmm. Uh, Well, he was a minus 41 that year, too. So maybe that had something to do with it. They they booed Chris Pronger because they traded Brendan Shanahan. It wasn't because Mm -hmm. of his play. They just liked Brendan Shanahan more. And now you look back on it, Chris Pronger, in my opinion, is the best player that put a Blues uniform on in all three zones.
2: Yeah, you brought. I forgot about Barry Gibbs. I, the only other one besides Chris Pronger was Adam Oates. Adam Oates. And, and that's because
1: Jack Quinn had kind of circulated some things that necessarily weren't true mm. about the contract negotiations that made uh, Adam Oates look like the bad guy. Yeah. So, you know, all of those situations are different compared to this one because it was unprofessional. And Blues fans have a certain decorum about what they expect out of their hockey players, much like Cardinal fans. And we've always tried to show class on both ends. If there was ever a person who had a reason to take a shot at a coach, it would have been Brett Hull. Because the way Brian Sutter, he and Brian Sutter got along and he and Mike Keenan got along, it wasn't always peaches and cream. Mm-hmm. But they found a way. And whenever you ask Brett, He'll tell you Brian Sutter was one of the reasons why he became the good player that he was, or great player. Mike Keenan, they had their moments, but you never hear Brett Hall take a shot at Mike Keenan publicly like that. Now, they would have their jousting sessions when Brett was playing for him, but he never crossed that line of unprofessionalism.
2: Yeah, and when you look, too, at head coaches or managers, I mean, you can see fans booing Mike Keenan. You can see people uh, booing Tony La Russa and getting mad at him. Craig Berube might have been one of the most well-liked head coaches across the board in the city of St. Louis.
1: He's on your Mount Rushmore with Whitey Herzog mm-hmm. and Dick Vermeil. Uh, Tony could be polarizing. And so Craig Berube probably moves in front of him with regard to how much people respected him and liked him as a person because he reminded us of us mm-hmm. as far as what we like in a person. Tough, hard-nosed, honest, uh, man of few words. Where, you know, he told you how he felt. And I guess because he could beat you up, you probably yeah. said, okay, we'll go with it. You know, He but could
2: beat up anyone in that Anybody line. he wants to. Yep. <laughs> he could beat
1: all four of us up right now <laughs> and not even have a sweat. But the point was he was such a kind gentleman too, yeah. a fabric of this community in a lot of different ways, uh, more engaged than the guy who he doesn't coach anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot of reasons to like Craig Berube, and plus he was a good coach.
2: Do you think uh, – the Im- immediate optics is because we like Craig Bruby and we were cheering for Jordan Cairo, but when he took that shot it just felt I think he petty lost a lot of people
1: because he did. that in the fact he, he hasn't been playing well this year so either
2: so it felt kind of like why you little punk you can't say that yeah, about Craig Berube. that's kind of yeah that's yeah. kind
1: of it yeah no, i agree I, I don't know if i go as far as call him a, a punk but i know where you're going with it because of the fact that he, he stepped in a, in a pile that we normally don't see here in St. Louis. And I think that really took some people by surprise in in his comments. Now, he said after he woke up from his nap and he, his phone mm-hmm. was blowing up, that maybe he realized that maybe that wasn't the right thing to say. Now, I also fault Doug Armstrong by not having a more professional dressing room. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody on that team should have said, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? And Brayden Shin's the captain. I'm sure Braden Shin probably had some words with him. But there was a time you wouldn't even have thought about saying something like that, let alone say it, because there was always accountability in that dressing room. There isn't enough right now. That's why this team is, is, is going up and down. Now, with respect to the new coach, I wish him nothing but the best because at the end of the day, we're rooting for the St. Louis Blues. And we, we don't care who's behind the bench as long as we're winning and we're being competitive. So let's, let's keep our fingers crossed he can come in here and do the same job that Craig Berube did when he took over for Mike Yo. All
2: right, I'm going to do just a total left turn here to golf. Uh, John Rahm initially spoke out against the Live Tour, was with the PGA, and now uh, I guess I don't know if he signed the deal, but is going to the Live Tour. I'm confused uh, still. It's very simple Amy. about the. Merger. I can give you 300
1: million reasons <laughs> on why John Rahm's tune changed, yeah. and I don't blame him. And and at this point, the PGA is they're in the bottom of the ninth on trying to save its brand because they were supposed to merge with Liv and they were supposed to have the deal done by the end of the year. Well, now that Rom has crossed over, there's going to be a line of guys who want to try and grab the pot of gold before Liv says, nah, you know, we don't need to pay you that much anymore because we're the only game in town. The PGA can't raise enough money. Hmm. But here's where I think the X factor comes into play. With the Saudis being in control of this, they don't have a they don't have a an American lobbyist with regard to being involved in this. So one of these investment firms is going to probably have to take the flag and, and carry the water for the Saudis just to be, make sure that Congress doesn't get more deeply involved. So if you have an American entity involved, eh, you can probably you can probably get away with this. But if you think the Saudis can come over here and just take over. There's enough lobbyists and enough people in Congress who's going to call a timeout and say, is this a good transaction mm-hmm. for this country?
2: Uh, no, that's a good point. I, I was going to say, like, I didn't think of it that way. They have unlimited cash. They
1: have trillions, trillions. of dollars, so they not could, billions, trillions.
2: They could technically walk into every, like, sport, go to the I Amy, they and go, could buy
1: every league in this country, Yeah. in the minor leagues that comes with it, and the parents of the kids who play on these teams— and it wouldn't. They would. It wouldn't. Yeah. Wouldn't even flinch. It wouldn't make a difference to him. Well, what about
0: TV coverage? Because that's one of the things that I struggle with. I, yeah. I, when I when I watch golf on television, PGA is easy to find. Uh, that's it, a problem. What what what? How is Live going to overcome well, the TV coverage issue? And what do you see happening in the future? I think
1: there are two things that are going to happen. A, uh, they're on the CW n- network as we speak, and most people are like, well, is what. And so it's Channel 11, okay, for those. And, and they only had a, a certain amount of events they aired. Uh, I think one of these networks, and I think Fox is probably the one that's got to kick the tires on this because they don't have any golf. PGAs with mm-hmm. ABC, NBC, and CBS. Uh, so they may kick the tires and revisit this. I think streaming is going to have a real factor on where this goes next. You know, streaming is here to stay. Now, for some of us who wrestle with streaming, it's almost like we wrestled with all the channels we had when we first had cable. Mm -hmm. So you adjust as we go. And I I think streaming will come into play, which means here comes Apple. Here comes Amazon. So we'll be watching golf in a different manner uh, down the road. But the PGA right now had better come up with something because they might be left without a chair when this music stops.
0: Interesting.
2: Klaibs, before we let you go, any thoughts on Al Michaels not being a part of playoff football this year?
1: A little disappointing. And, you know, I don't know if you've been watching any Thursday night games this year. They have not been very good. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe Al's lost interest. I know I would because I changed the channel. Al's got to sit there all night. But then again, they're giving him a million dollars a game to do him. I would probably stay for half that amount of money. But the bottom line is Al... It sounds like he's disinterested. It sounds like he's being a curmudgeon to, to a point because he's watching bad football. And I guess the networks want to go in a different direction, throw in the fact that one of the networks is going to be carrying the games used to hire ha- hired Al Michaels at one time. And we don't know how that separation took place. Uh, everybody gets tapped on the shoulder in this business um, when it's your time. I don't know if this is his time. But at his age, I'm sure somebody's saying it's time for somebody else to move in. Hmm. So we'll see. I mean, he's been great. He's been one of the greatest broadcasters, certainly, of our lifetime. Clearly. And uh, it's unfortunate he's been saddled with such poor product to try and broadcast and try and, you know, uh, make a silk purse out of a Sal's ear.
2: Hmm. Mike Claiborne, always the best?
1: No, you are a gold medalist. (laughs) Yes, you are.
2: <laughs> well, I think so. Do
1: we have a date set for this big soiree? We do. When? When is it?
2: It is uh, June 22nd.
1: So whenever I hear about dates in June, I just, wear the Cardinals?
2: <laughs> where are the Cardinals? I have
1: no idea. I haven't looked at the schedule.
2: I mean... If it's a home game, it's really going to put a damper on our plans to get married well, on the field. Well, why don't you come
1: down to the ballpark? And, you know, we get you in between the seventh and eighth inning. That's not a problem. We, <laughs> we know perfect. people there. Yeah, I can Oh, but features. you know, you have to do it within the pitch clock limit, though.
2: Okay. Well, you know what? Everybody likes a short ceremony. Yeah. You know, nobody, so we, nobody's we can, got time for a listen, long ceremony.
1: Bush Stadium, mm-hmm. they have some of the most creative events you'll ever see. And I know we always go to the baseball game, but they have so many events yeah. there. So we'll add this to it. Um, maybe we'll have a double header and do it in between.
2: Maybe we could make it a promotion. The carders can do a gate giveaway. <laughs> <That's it>. Yeah,
1: <laughs> bobbleheads, the, his and her bobbleheads.
2: That's right. Oh, As, as
1: a wedding gift.
2: Uh huh.
1: To everybody who comes in, you yep. get a bobblehead
2: and a bag of rice or bird. food. Feel. Yeah, some,
1: something I that you you're not do. supposed, to, you're not do supposed to do that anymore. Yeah. Really, that's against the law. The birds don't like
0: it, or what? The birds don't like the rice, so they, they want yeah. it to. Well, be we, don't wanna, we don't want to. We don't want to get the birds upset. That's right. <laughs> well, then oh, no. you got the rally squirrels that would eat it up.
1: Too. Yeah, yeah. Now you got birds and squirrels all over the field. And You know when they eat too much, you know what happens. Oh man. Oh yeah.
2: You gotta watch out. All right, what day is that
1: again? I'm looking at the calendar. Oh my gosh! June 22nd. June 22nd. It's a Saturday. Yep. And we are at home. Against oh. the San Francisco Giants.
2: Oh, that's perfect. Seventh it's a day
1: game, game that day. Oh. So I tell you what, we okay. can do this right after the game uh-huh. at the ballpark. Uh-huh. You know, they have the high school games. They play after the game. The major league game takes place. Yeah. We can do it right after the game.
2: Would I walk from home plate to the mound? Is that where the ceremony or would I walk from the mound to home you
1: plate? Do, you can do it anywhere you want to. Right. I think you should do it at home plate. I do too.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. I think that's a great idea.
0: Because the judge is the the umpire is kind of like the pastor who's yes. going to be officiating. Yeah. Exactly. You know? So I think I, <laughs> so I think that should be at home plate. But when you walk down the aisle, that's from the pitcher's mound. Uh-huh. There you go. You, you walk to home plate as walking down the aisle. Yeah. You know I
1: think we'd be really good wedding planners. Oh yeah, we can. I, pull I that think we've got this figured oh, yeah. out. Yeah.
2: and he can Brad Young can make sure it's all legal. Oh It's sure. all good.
0: Well, I've asked people to for people have asked me to do their weddings before, and I always tell them, well, I'm neither a judge nor a ship captain, <laughs> so I don't really think I can do that.
2: Well,
1: yeah. Well, are you a parson or anything like that? Yeah, you, you, oh, you can get licensed on the internet. Yeah. So that's not a problem. I have the guy that can do it.
0: Okay.
2: Uh,
1: Michael Langston. He's he's licensed to do it.
2: Wow. So we,
1: we got this thing we all, all taken all care
2: I'll of. I'll, I'll call my mom, let her know. <laughs> yeah. Claims.
1: Don't worry about it. It's all good.
2: <laughs> Thanks so much, Mike right, Claiborne, we'll Brad you Young, Scott J. heading into the studio now. Uh, this is KMOX